Hello everyone and welcome back to the All Things Basketball Podcast. And for today's episode, I'll just be doing a playoff weekend recap of the games played on Saturday and Sunday, and then also talking about the games being played today as the playoffs move on to game two. Alright, so hello everyone and once again welcome back to the All Things Basketball Podcast. And so today I'll just be going over the games played on Saturday Sunday, doing a recap of those games. And then also talking about the games being played today as the playoffs are now in full effect. And so the first game is going to be the Miami Heat versus Milwaukee Bucks. They played on Saturday. The Heat go down 107-109. Chris Middleton wins it for the Bucks in overtime. This was a really fun game to watch from you know start to finish. Um, it was tight all the way throughout. Um, and you look at the box score and you just look at some of the major categories. You know, and the, the Milwaukee Bucks could not make a three all night. They shot five of 32 um, while the Miami Heat went 20 of 50. So you kind of see the difference there. The Miami Heat were much more perimeter centered uh, on Saturday. But the Bucks just dominated down low. Uh, 64 to, f- to 51 rebounds. The Bucks dominated there. Um, points in the paint was pretty one sided, 58 to 22. Um, I mean, it was just the Milwaukee Bucks had their way down low. It wasn't just Giannis either as a, you know, collective team effort. They got easy looks, you know, inside and then were dishing out for easy mid-range shots, little lob attempts, stunt conversions, transition layups. It was just all there for them for most of the night. Um, They did get to the free throw line a ton. They shot 32 free throws, only made 20, though, which is pretty concerning. Giannis missed about seven of those free throws himself. Um, But, you know, the, the Milwaukee Bucks in the regular season, I talked about in one of my previous episodes, they really kind of changed their play style. Someone like a Giannis was playing much more in the mid post. He was coming off screens, little handoffs, getting easy dunks, easy lob attempts, hitting mid-range shots occasionally when he has to. And he was, you know, he would pull the three-pointer when, you know, when he really, really needed to. And that just opens a lot more up for them when he's doing stuff like that. Drew Holiday was fantastic for them. He was just such a good pickup for them, and he really has made a huge difference on this team. Uh, Chris Middleton, game-winning shot. He's a really underrated player, two-way player. Can do a lot for them, especially scoring the basketball. Um, and he had 27 points, game-winner in overtime. Just really good game for Chris Middleton. Dante DiVincenzo only had three points, but he is a really good defensive specialist. Also had 10 rebounds. Uh, he's, he's a pretty good player for Milwaukee, and he's a very important piece of them as you know the playoffs go on when he's when he's getting steals and he's down there boxing out big man for rebounds you know the bucks are pretty good uh for for miami it was just they just struggled shooting from you know when you shoot 53 pointers you make 20 of them but you you, you know you allow 60 offensive rebounds almost or rebounds not offensive but just rebounds in general it's pretty tough you know when the bucks are doing whatever they want down low Easy lob attempts, easy put-back dunks, second-chance points, third-chance points. It's just tough. Jimmy Butler almost had a triple-double, but he did shoot pretty poor in this game. Uh, Duncan Robinson had a pretty good game. He had 24 points, pretty much all threes. Um, Bam Adebayo almost had a double-double, 12 rebounds, 9 points, 6 assists. But the Heat, the Heat I mean, you know, as a collective team, they looked pretty solid, but... Some of their big name players like Butler out of bio have to be better for them to win, especially if someone like Giannis is, you know, 26 points, 18 rebounds, Middleton, 27 points, 
Holiday, 20 points. Brooke Lopez, 20 points as well. It's just tough to beat that. Um, but they do play again today. I'll talk about them a little bit later in the episode. But good game from the Bucks. They go up 1-0. Hopefully the Bucks can correct their playoff wrongs in the past two seasons in this series. All right, so moving on to the next game. That's going to be the Dallas Mavericks versus Los Angeles Clippers. They played on Saturday as well. And um, this game, the Clippers go down 113-103. Mavericks go up 1-0 in the series. And it was just, it was hard to watch personally. The game started out pretty close. Uh, Towards the end of the first quarter, Clippers going a little bit of a run to tie up the game. Mavericks got off to a really hot start. Uh, Doncic had, I think it was 22 points at halftime. So, you know, the Mavericks came out swinging. Doncic was making some really tough shots. Kawhi Leonard doing the same thing. Um, but this game, obviously, Mavericks ended up winning. Biggest story for me was Paul George. Uh, Paul George has gotten a lot of slander for his play in the bubble. Um, right, I mean, rightfully so, I think, because he really did come up short. Not just him, though, as a you know, as a team collectively, the Clippers did, you know, choke in the playoffs. Um, but to, uh, on Saturday night, uh, Paul George, I think he had four points at halftime. He shot pretty poorly this game. Finished with twenty three points, but you know. That's pretty, that just does not say kind of how the game was going on. The Mavericks kind of had the Clippers beat, not from start to finish, but, you know, the second half kind of wore on. You could just see that the Mavericks had, you know, their control on the game. Uh, Doncic was just, he was terrific. I mean, 31 points, 11 assists, 10 rebounds, doing whatever he wanted to out there. They had different people guard him. Beverly, you know, all these players tried to guard him. They couldn't do it. Uh... Really good game from Doncic. Jalen Brunson was nice off the bench, had 15 points. And the scary thing is that Porzingis only had 14 points in this game. Offensively, he wasn't that aggressive, was not that effective, but overall he had a nice game. And, you know, when Porzingis has his offensive game going, if the Clippers play like how they did on Saturday, it's going to be a really tough time for them. Obviously, in the bubble, Porzingis went down with an injury, missed a few games in that series. And there's a good amount of people that believe had Porzingis not gone down, who knows? Maybe the Mavericks win that series. Clippers get bounced out a lot earlier. I'm not going to speak on that, but uh, it was just overall really good game from the Mavericks as a team. Rick Carlisle did a good job with his scheme and adjustments. Uh, Clippers, they're not going to look this bad. They're not going to look this terrible the whole series, obviously. Uh, Kawhi had 26 points, 10 rebounds, but you know, just you just want to see a little more energy for them all throughout the game to really just kind of, okay, you have these two superstars, and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, people have been, you know, ever since last season when you got Kawhi and Paul George, oh yeah, Clippers are a contending team, you know, this, that, you know, whatever it is. And they write, you know, they should be with these two players. Marcus Morris is also a solid player, Zubac. They have a nice deep team. Uh, the only thing I could really see them needing would be a better point guard. They didn't get that, but uh, Reggie Jackson and Rajon Rondo are not, you know, they're not bad. They both had, you know, not the best games. Rondo had 11 points. Jackson only had two points in 20 minutes. Um, So I just really think the Clippers need to, you know, have more energy, play with more effort. And as the game goes on, as the series wears on, as long as they can just keep these games close, it'll be a pretty good series. Um, But so, yeah, Mavericks will have 1-0. So the next game is going to be the Boston Celtics versus Brooklyn Nets. And, um... This is going to be a really tough series for the Celtics. I mean, no Jalen Brown is going to be really tough for them because they just don't have enough weapons to even, you know, close to compete with the Brooklyn Nets. 
And the Nets ended up winning this game 104-93. They won by 11 points to go up 1-0 in the series. However, the Nets played pretty poorly for most of this game. I mean, the first half was pretty poor. KD tried to get a shot going, was missing some easy looks. The Nets offense was kind of sputtering uh, to, start the, to, to start off the game. So it was pretty close throughout the first, you know, quarter and a half. And then second half strikes. And it just breaks loose. Um, I think this game is a bad game for Brooklyn, and they still won by 11. When you have those three superstars, KD, Kyrie, James Harden, it's it's just, I mean, it's very tough to beat them. And you have Joe Harris making threes. You got Bruce Brown playing well off the bench. You got Jeff Green playing well off the bench. Um, it's just, it's going to be really tough. And I expect this series to be a sweep. Brooklyn's going to sweep Boston. Um, the Nets played pretty poor on Saturday, and I think they're going to clean up their act and win three straight games to knock off Boston. So, you know, not really much to say. I mean, Tatum at 22, the next leading scorer was Marcus Smart. If Marcus Smart's going to be your second leading scorer, you don't have much of a chance. Uh, Robert Williams had a really nice game, though. Williams had 11 points, 9 rebounds. I think he had eight, seven or 8 blocks, which was a franchise record for one single game. He had a really nice game, Robert Williams. But it, it's just not enough. I mean, you need... To beat the Nets without Jalen Brown, you're going to need, you know, I mean, three or four dudes close to 20 points and at least, you know, two or three above that. Tatum having 22 is not even close to enough. He'll, he'll be have close to 30 points every game, you know, more than that, most likely. And so, you know, I don't know where Boston goes from here. I expect a sweep for Brooklyn. But uh, yeah, not really much else to say. So moving on to the next game, it's going to be the Portland Trailblazers knocking off the net, uh, the Denver Nuggets in Game One. Um, this game was had some crazy stat lines. Uh, Nikola Jokic only had one assist, thirty four points, sixteen rebounds, one assist. Um, I don't know when the last time he's had even below five assists. I mean that was just kind of crazy to see. But the Blazers played a nice game. Damian Lillard, you know, thirty four points, thirteen assists. We all expect that from him. Yusuf Nurkic had another good game, 16 points, 12 rebounds. Very good interior piece for them. I think he's one of the most underrated centers in the league. Uh, McCollum had 21 points. Carmelo Anthony had 18 points. Simons had 14. It was just all around a good effort from the Trailblazers. Um, you know, for Denver, obviously, no Jamal Murray. It's just going to be tough for them. We haven't really seen them play, you know, top-tier basketball in the playoffs without a secondary kind of option for Nikola Jokic. Um, so this is kind of the first time he's had to match up in the playoffs without his second star. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., 25 points, 9 rebounds. Uh, you know, it's solid game. Aaron Gordon had 16-8. and eight, But uh, the Blazers were just much more aggressive from start to finish. I mean, they shot 19 free throws. Nuggets shot 7, and they missed 3 of them. Uh, and so, you know, it's it's just for the Nuggets to win without Jamal Murray, guys are going to have to step up. Uh, you know, just play as a play as a team. Be aggressive. Make your you know make the easy shots. Don't you know don't force stuff. Um, Campazo is going to be huge for them because he obviously he's been playing big minutes since Murray went out. He had eight points, five assists. Um, but guys like Campazo and Monty Morris and Michael Porter are really going to have to step up without Jamal Murray. And then Jokic having one assist. I mean, part of that's guys not making shots, and part of that's just the fact that the Nuggets did not the Nuggets, but the Blazers. Did such a good job containing him that, you know, guys really weren't even open. And Jokic had to, you know, force up some shots, force some passes. Um, so, yeah, Blazers go up 
should be a fun series. I do expect the Blazers to win in six games, but it should be a really fun series to watch down the stretch. So next up, we have the Washington Wizards losing to the Philadelphia 76ers in Game 1. Um, this series is one of the more lopsided series, I think. I think the Sixers have a good chance of sweeping Washington. So long as they just be aggressive, as long as Joel Embiid can stay out of foul trouble, dominate down low. Um, the story of this game was Tobias Harris because Joel Embiid had foul trouble very early in the game in the first half. And that kind of gave the Wizards some momentum. They were playing well in the first half. But uh, Tobias Harris really kept them afloat. He had 37 points and six rebounds. Huge offensive explosion from Tobias Harris. Uh, playoff career high. He's a really good player. And, you know, he was really, you know, really just kind of the focal point for them on uh, Sunday for uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. Embiid, even with foul trouble, still had a nice game. 30 points, six rebounds, three assists. Really, there's no more than, you know, three or four big men that can even come close to guarding him down low in the post. And so as long as he can, you know, can continue to do that at his size and his skill, this is going to be really tough for opponents to match up with him. Ben Simmons, one of the weirder stat lines you'll see. It was a pretty good game from Ben, but, you know, you don't see many guys get 15 rebounds, 15 assists, and then only have six points. Um, that's, you know, that's what he does. However, I do think as the playoffs go on and they play against some better competition, Ben will have to up his scoring uh, to at least 12 to 15, you know, somewhere in the 12 to 15 point range. Is where Ben's going to have to be. Seth Curry made some nice shots. Had 15 points. George Hill had 11 points. Thought he had a nice game. And then Matisse Thibault only 14 minutes. But we all know what he brings to the table defensively. And so just, you know, solid impact from him. I, I hope he gets more minutes though. Because he's a, he's a really important player for them defensively. For the Wizards. Uh, Beal had 33 points. 10 rebounds. Made some tough shots. Westbrook 16 points. 14 assists. However, he did have some really dumb shot attempts. As always. Um, but I, he's got to be better. I mean, 16 points going up against this team like Philadelphia. Westbrook's got to be smart, take good shots, get to the basket, make your free throws. Um, you know, it's just going to have to be that kind of game for them. Ruha Chamorro only had 12 points. You know, Alex Lynn had 12 points. Um, Robin Lopez had 6 points. Gafford had 12 points. Already had a nice game, though. Bertans had 14 points. They gave Bertans a lot of money, and he's been pretty poor all season. Um... And they're going to need him to make some really, you know, he's going to need to give them some nice three-point, you know, explosions, you know, during this series because with Philadelphia dominating down low, um, you know, you're going to have to make some threes to really match that. But, uh, you know, Sixers take game one. It, I can see a sweep very, very easily for them. Um, at the very least, it'll probably go five games maybe. But Sixers should win this series pretty convincingly. All right, next up, this is... Uh, this was a really good game to watch, but Phoenix versus L.A. Uh, Phoenix takes game one, and um, the story of this game was Anthony Davis. Um, I mean, he really just came up short for them. And I've said this in previous episodes about when, I, you know, when I've talked about the Lakers, and I've said that you know Anthony Davis too many times just does not use his size to his advantage. Too many jump shots. You know, He's standing out at the wing um, when smaller defenders are on him, and that showed in this game. Uh, Anthony Davis only had 13 points and 7 rebounds. He shot very, very poor. Um, it was just not a good game from the the Lakers' big man in general. And for them to win this series, because the Lakers as a team, they don't have one of the better backcourts compared to some of the other playoff teams. And so when you talk about them, the main focus is Anthony Davis down low, LeBron James sending things up, 
and you've got players around that can knock down some shots. Uh, but I mean, on Sunday, Phoenix was the team that really dominated down low. I mean, DeAndre Ayton only missed one shot, had a terrific, terrific game, 16 rebounds, 21 points. Um, just great game from him. McCall Bridges played phenomenal defense at times. Also had some, uh, also had a nice 10 point game. Uh, Devin Booker, just, he's just really, really good. 34 points, eight assists, seven rebounds. Chris Paul had seven points, eight assists, four rebounds. Did have some injuries, you know, injury scare. Uh, hurt his shoulder, but he looks like he's good to go. Um, that kind of limited him offensively, but he did hit a big shot down the stretch. Um, Chris Paul has made such a difference for them. Uh, just been really good for such a long time. Hopefully he's all right to go for the rest of the series because they're going to really need him down the stretch. Uh, but yeah, you look just look at the, I mean, this, I mean, the stats here, um, every paint category just goes to Phoenix rebounds, uh, you know, points in the paint. It was just all Phoenix and the Suns. A lot of people are kind of counting the Suns out because a lot of people are saying like, oh yeah, you're the, you know, number two seed, but you got to play LA. You're going to lose to LA. No one can guard AD, you know, all this, all that. But the Suns looked pretty good. Now it is game one. None of these games you want to overreact to. But um, I think Suns have a really good chance to win this series, especially if Anthony Davis is going to stand out at three-point line and not dominate down low. So that's the one thing. AD's got to be aggressive. Uh, you know, Devin Booker had more shot attempts than LeBron and AD combined, and that just lets you know how aggressive the Suns were offensively. Their best players played a really good game, and that's what happened. You know, that's in the playoffs, that's what has to happen. Your best players need to do everything they do during the regular season, but better. Um, and also the players around them have to step up also. And so I think the Lakers will look better as the series goes on, but this was a really good game from Phoenix, and this should be a really tight series moving forward. Maybe seven-game series. You know, I kind of hope it goes that way. That'd be really exciting. CP3 versus LeBron James. But uh, this, this is a really good series to watch on the stretch. All right, so moving on, we have Atlanta and New York. And this was a really, really fun game. Um, the Knicks, it was a very defensive game to start out. Uh, the Knicks came out struggling, only had 16 points in the first quarter. Uh, pretty good defense all throughout for both teams, honestly. Um, the Hawks ended up winning 107-105. Trae Young, game-winning floater, uh, he had a terrific game. 32 points, 10 assists, 7 rebounds. And, you know, the Knicks crowd was chanting, you know, F you, Trae Young, pretty much the whole game. And Trae Young really silenced the whole crowd. I mean, it was just a really good shot by him at the end to win it. Really good game overall. Uh, I you know coming into this series, I do have the New York Knicks. I do have the New York Knicks winning this series. Um, however, the Hawks did look good. Uh, Julius Randle, obviously, a lot of the players on the Knicks. It's their first time in the playoffs. Uh, Randle, you know, really struggled for most of the game. Hit some big shots on the stretch, but just was not enough. For the Hawks, Bogdanovich had eighteen points. Uh, Hunter had some, he only had five points. John Collins only had 12 points, but you know, just it was really good defense all throughout. I mean, both teams kind of battled little spurts of offense, spurts of defense. Um, you know, and so this should be a really fun series to watch. because uh, both teams are pretty different. The Hawks like to get out and run, shoot a lot of threes, while whereas the Knicks are more, you know, slow it down, get in the paint, hit free throws, play good defense. But both teams played phenomenal defense pretty much the whole game. And so I'm really excited to watch this series go on. And I do still have the Knicks winning, but we'll see how game two goes. But this is a really fun game to watch. All right, now moving on to what was just 
a crazy game, which is the Memphis Grizzlies defeating the Utah Jazz 112-109 in Game 1. Now, the Jazz are without Donovan Mitchell, which obviously is a big loss for them. They're the number one seed, obviously, in the West. Uh, but the Grizzlies looked good, man. The Grizzlies have looked good for the past week, almost two weeks now. They've played really, really good basketball. And, you know, Dylan Brooks and John Morant have both been phenomenal. They, des they deserve a lot of credit for what they've been doing recently. I mean, especially Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks, I mean, the way Dylan Brooks is playing, you would think he's, I mean, it's just crazy. Uh, 31 points against the Jazz on uh, Sunday. Seven rebounds. He's a really good defender. Uh, great energizer. John Moran had 26 points as well. Um, and so those two are really just leading the way for the Memphis Grizzlies right now. Valanchunas, just terrific paint presence. He's just good every single game. 15 points, 12 rebounds again. Jaron Jackson Jr. has been kind of disappointing since coming back. But I think it's just, you know, getting his conditioning back, getting chemistry back with his teammates. So he should be fine. As you know, as the series goes on, but for Utah, I mean, you know, Utah is a very deep team. They have a lot of ball handlers that can really come in and shoot the ball. You know, handle the ball. You know, play make. Uh, you know, Bogdanovich had a nice game, twenty nine points. Mike Conley had twenty two points. Gobert had a double double. But um, you know, it was just you know they really do need Donovan Mitchell because none of their players are really just explosive scorers. Um, you know, and Mitchell is that he can score. You know, from all over the court, many different ways. He's also their leader, and so you know, not having him did kind of show. But the Jazz will be fine as the yeah, as the series goes on. I do think the Jazz will win this series, but it was a great game from Memphis. And you know, if they make this series competitive, you got to give them props. You know, credit where it's due. But uh, I do still have the Jazz coming out on top in the series. All right, so now moving on to the games being played today, and that's going to be the Bucks versus Heat and Blazers versus Nuggets. Just quickly going to go over these games. I think Bucks take game two. Um, you know, it's gonna be interesting to see the adjustments Miami makes to counter with the Bucks hitting game one. But I am I am gonna take the Bucks in game two. And then for the Blazers versus Nuggets, I'm gonna take the Nuggets in game two. Hopefully Kim Podzel and Morris can really bump up their scoring because they you know the Nuggets need them to without Jamal Murray. And you know, they hopefully the Nuggets can, you know, be more spread out, have more spacing, and that'll help the playmaking from Jokic also free up some guys like Michael Porter Jr. to make some shots. And also someone like Monty Morris and guys like Aaron Gordon down low. But yeah, that's pretty much it for today, guys. Just going over the games played on the weekend. And then also quick little predictions for today's games. But thank you for watching this episode. And be sure to follow me on Instagram at dbailey.atb.